Bow your heads, will you pray with me? Oh Lord, let the words that I speak be your words. Let the words that we hear set our hearts on fire, a love and love for your Son, Jesus Christ, and especially today, the Holy Spirit on these who are presenting themselves to be confirmed and received and renewed in their baptismal covenant. Bless us, we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Well, as your rector uh, has, uh, has introduced me, Barbara and I are here as guests uh, in your parish, but uh, back to a place that's been very familiar to us in our own individual backgrounds. I was rector of a church in Springfield, and Barbara was uh, just living down the street a little bit when her husband was uh, a student at Virginia Seminary. And God has given us to each other in our later years uh, she to uh, empower me and me to empower her and both of us to bear witness to the Lord who has blessed us in so many ways. And among them is being back here to visit you and to be part of this congregation and to do confirmation. Confirmation for bishops is like weddings for parish clergy. They're happy events and they involve people in a, in a, in a transition in their lives. Uh, that they lay before the Lord, bidding his blessing upon that new situation. And that's what confirmation is. Confirm simply means to confirm something that had been laid down in some other place before, to kind of put your name on it, as it were. And I want to just say a little uh, uh, something more to the uh, candidates for confirmation, reception, and, and, and uh, blessing. Where, where are you? You've all disappeared. You're just a... Where are the confirmands right now? Are you all together? No, you're not. Oh, dear. All right. Well, there you are. Okay. All right. Well, the, rest of you, the rest of you can just listen in if you like. Now, I, I need to explain a little more than we did just between the services of what a bishop does to you in confirmation. Are you ready? Are you ready? I should say what bishops are in the church, they're like ligaments of the body of Christ. They bind together the various organs that they may function all together in concert with each other, each doing their own respective office or function uh, so that the will of the head uh, may be exercised, may be exercised. I'm not the head, I work for him. But what a bishop does is bind each of you because each of you have your own separate callings, your own separate places, uh, your own separate lives but binding you together in a life that's much bigger than just your congregation here, as a matter of fact, but your body with the other congregations of the church within whom, with whom you're in communion, and really in God's sight with the whole of the church, both here and throughout the world. You've got some very strange relatives, I might say, some cousins that you would never recognize other than the fact that you both love the Lord Jesus and given your life in the cause of his gospel. Now, what I want to do is, with the confirmants, tell you a little bit. We are a sacramental church. You know what a sacramental church is? Outward and visible signs of inward and spiritual gracious action by God. And there are some things I'm going to do the bishop does with his hands. This is what I'm going to do. The first thing, when I come to uh, receive you or to confirm you, uh, is, or to bless you, is to lay my hands upon your head. And I want you to think about something. When I was um, a teenager, I was confirmed back at St. Paul's Church in Akron, Ohio. 
by old Bishop Beverly Dandridge Tucker. He was a Virginia Tucker, if you understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> he came from here and went out as a missionary to, to Ohio, where I lived. Anyway, he laid his hands on my head. And I thought about that, that when, when Bishop Tucker was a young lad, back here someplace in Virginia, a bishop laid hands on his head, who had hands laid on his head, who had hands laid on his head, who had hands laid on his head, all the way back 2,000 years to when Jesus laid his hands on the disciples and sent them forward. You are going to be connected physically all the way to Jesus Christ through my hand. Not me, him, but the physical connection, you see, sacramentally. And, and my hands may feel heavy on your head because there are all these people throughout the world all the way back who are being bonded to you, you being bonded to them in the body of Christ. Got it? The second thing I'm going to do is find on your forehead the sign of the cross that was put there at your baptism, either physically or verbally or whatever. In, in, our, in our custom, we do it physically. Actually, put the sign of the cross when a person is baptized. And I'm going to find that sign on your forehead. I'm going to just cover it with my thumb. But the sign has been there since you were baptized. You know, it, it's sort of like, uh, uh, you remember the old cowboy movies? And uh, the cowboys are galloping uh, over the prairies and, and uh, roping the little doggies and throwing them down and tying them up and putting a braid brand on their backside. And from ever after that, uh, that the critters known as belonged to that their ranch. And that's what happened to you when you were baptized. God put his sign upon you. Now what you're doing, you are confirming, and I am confirming, that you give assent to that. You are indeed a, man, a member of the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. You belong to Jesus. You affirm that. That's what you're confirming. And I'm simply sacramentally affirming that. That's the, the second thing. The third thing I'm going to do is I'm going to bid the Holy Spirit come down and fill you and empower you. The bishop's ministry is a ministry of the Holy Spirit. It was from the very beginning, at the day of Pentecost, when the power of the Spirit came down upon the apostles and gave them the power to go and proclaim the gospel, uh, not just by word, but by sacramental power, the Holy Spirit. Um, just an aside, uh, do you know why bishops wear rings? Do you know why? Uh, bishops, the bishops are successors of the disciples. And most of them, what was their profession, you remember? They were fishermen. And fishing, wherever it's done, is a very, very dangerous profession. You could get swept overboard and your body not be seen for months. You couldn't tell who it was. They always wore a ring to signify who they were, who they were. And if there is a stone, I'm giving you a little history now. If there is a stone in the bishop's ring, it will be an amethyst, a, a purple stone. Uh, they say, well, the bishops like to wear purple. That's, right. and that, that's not reason, the reason bishops wear purple. Uh, the reasons bishops wear purple is because there was a haberdasher in London that thought that, that bishops would like to look like royalty, and he was right. Uh, 
I, are any of you gemologists? All right, do you know what amethyst means? No. What does it mean? It means not drunk. <laughs> Have you got it? And it goes all the way back to a tradition associated with uh, Alexander the Great, who tradition says had a drinking goblet made out of a single amethyst. It must have been quite a rock. And whenever he went to the banquets and so forth, where all the politicians and generals and so forth were gathering and eating and drinking a lot, he filled his with water. And so that, that's the way he kept his power. Uh, but from that time on, amethyst has always mean, been, means not drunk. Now, what does that have to do with the office of the bishop? Be careful. <laughs> Remember the day of Pentecost? When the apostles were filled with the Holy Spirit? and they were speaking in other tongues, and they were filled with such joy, and they couldn't contain themselves. They fell out into the street, and people thought, what do they think? They're drunk. And the very first apostolic words spoken in the power of the Holy Spirit was, Peter, these men are not drunk. They are filled with the Holy Spirit. See, our job is very simple. All I have to do is go out and explain to all those people out there what it is that ails you. Is anybody asking? The ministry of the bishop here is to confirm the fact that the Holy Spirit has entered into your spirit and abides with you by the power of your baptism that is being confirmed by this ceremony. Now, you may feel it. You may feel the Spirit flowing into you. Probably you won't, because the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is really a gentleman and doesn't, you know, do crazy things. Sometimes, I mean, you've got to qualify that a little bit. Uh, but you will realize that there's a power that is in you that is not of yourself, but of God, who has blessed you in his power through his son Jesus, that, by whom you have confirmed the fact you belong. Do you got that? All right, the next thing that I will do is I will simply take your face in my hands, very gently, and look into your eyes. And I will see you for a moment the way God sees you. You know, the eyes are the window of the soul. It's one of the great... It, it is one of the great blessings of being a bishop, just for a moment, to see those eyes wherein the soul of Jesus resides in you. And just for a moment, I will see you the way the Lord sees you. Sees you even unto eternity. Even unto eternity sees your soul. Then the next thing uh, that I will do is I will... Uh, how many of you here were uh, confirmed as Roman Catholics? Any? Did the bishop slap you? Uh, uh, both the doors here. <laughs> I will with my hand, touch your cheek. Now, the, the, that tradition in the Roman Catholic tradition goes all the way back to the Roman army. When soldiers were conscripted in the army, they were all lined up to be commissioned as, as soldiers of the emperor. And the commissioning officer would come and each, you know, he'd feel this tingle, this awesome power of, of imperial Rome. And he has become a soldier an agent of the will of the emperor by that slap. 
I want you to know that confirmation is commissioning in the army of God. That's an army of love and not of power, military power, force power. It's the power of love. I'm not going to slap you hard, but I'm going to simply tap you to remind you that you are being commissioned. You're being commissioned in the body of the Lord's army. Onward Christian soldiers marching not to war, but as to war. To fight the fight of the cause of Christ's love for the world. Do you understand that? You're being commissioned. I don't know where that'll take you. But it's going to take you someplace else than you'd planned to go. It's going to take your life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. And whatever it will be on the unfolding of your years, I pray that you will look back and see what it is that God has done with you. In my age now, I'm looking back over my years, and the more I do, the more I praise my Lord and Savior. I wasn't always on the right path, and I did a lot of stuff that I'm not going to tell you about, but all in all, I know that the gift that he has given me is the most precious gift in the world, to be part of the cause of his redeeming love and to know his son Jesus is my Lord and Savior. So that's what that is going to be. Now, the, the last thing is some of you uh, have been confirmed already and have not been part of this tradition. And, and it, I'm not saying this has anything to do with your salvation or your standing before God. It's simply the, the way the church you know, kind of acts out what it believes in its heart from the scriptures and, and, and from the tradition. Uh, but some of you uh, uh, will be received uh, from the other tradition, having been confirmed already. I'm not going to recommission you. I'm not going to do what's already been done. But we're going to welcome you into, as we say, the fellowship of this communion. How many of you have ever been to Pittsburgh? Some, yeah, a lot of Pittsburgh people here. Have you ever been to the University of Pittsburgh? Uh, the, 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 the great tower of learning, downtown Pittsburgh. Oh, it's a beautiful place where the university is, this big tower. The first floor is a whole bunch of classrooms. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been, you've been there? And each classroom is decorated in the, in the, in the, the furniture and the, and the decorations and the, the forms and so forth of, of a different country. Uh, you know, there, there is the, the, the German room that looks like it's got cargoes and so forth. It looks like a, you know, you know what a, 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 whatever it would look like. And a, and a Norwegian room, you've got the skis stacked in the corner. And a, you know, all, they're lovely, they're lovely. And it's wonderful to go to all of those rooms. Now, you have been confirmed in one of the other rooms. We're going to invite you into the Anglican room. You understand? It's the most tastefully decorated of all of them. <laughs> but but that's, a, that's, a, that's a matter of opinion. And, and, and when, we, when we get to heaven, we're going to receive that all of the decoration is not enough to reflect the glory of God, who has been expressed in every tradition, in every culture, in every society, through those that have been touched by the Holy Spirit and have given their lives to him. Um, one of the most poignant moments of, of, of our life together uh, was a couple of years ago when we were on pilgrimage to the Holy Land and we stopped off in Patmos and uh, went to the cave where John wrote uh, the, the Revelation. Uh, that's an awesome thing to do, to be in that very place. It's not very big. 
And, and, uh, and as we were there, we had to move on because other groups wanted to come in, and so we went over and, and, and uh, were uh, by a little place where we could have some teaching and so forth. I was teaching and about the Holy Spirit. And there was another group that came out of there, and, and I, we were just beginning to sing the church's one foundation. And all of a sudden, there they were singing as well. I didn't know who they were. I thought they were Korean. They were Chinese, singing in Chinese. The same song, the church's one foundation is Jesus Christ, our Lord. He is the true foundation by water and the word. From heaven he came and sought us to be his holy bride. And for his love he bought us. And for his life, for our life he died. And we're singing with these Chinese people. At one with them, at one with them. Uh, that's a foretaste of heaven. And that's what we're confirming here by way of this sacramental action. And it's only going to be about 15 people that are coming forward to participate, but I pray that as they do, each one of you will in your own spirits be there under my hands, under the bidding of the Holy Spirit, the remembrance of the cross, and that I'm looking into your eyes, the Lord is looking into your eyes, and that you're commissioned to be soldier and servant of the cause of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you, David. As I said, confirmations are like weddings. You know what they're like. They're joyful. And it's a pleasure to be here with you. God bless us, and let's get on with it.